Hey everybody, Frank Finance here. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Today I wanna to be going into my DCF model for Alibaba. In today's video, I'm gonna go over a couple different scenarios where Alibaba is worth $100, $150, $200, and even up to $300 a share. I'm gonna go through different scenarios to kind of play out what could happen and where they're valued based off of what happens with them moving forward. So without any further ado, please remember to like and subscribe now to your content. All right, jumping into my DCF model for Alibaba. Now, the one thing I do want to draw your eyes to is where the value at the end of the day comes to. So I'm going to start on the low side around 100 and work our way up. But and I'm going to go through my different assumptions like growth, like the discount rate, like long term growth, like the debt inputs. I'm going to go through all that with you. But the one thing, the one thing that is changes this value more than anything in and of itself is the huge decrease in free cash flow we saw between 2021 and 2022. So um, we saw almost a 10, we're gonna see almost a $10 billion decrease from the previous year. And this does play a serious impact on the valuation moving forward. And when Alibaba can get back to having those free cash flows start to accelerate back to where they were, or at a minimum, stop those investments and get that free cash flow back. So with all that being said, I wanna take a brief moment to kind of talk a little bit about the, the free cash flow uh, conversion rate. So back in 2021, we saw a 26% conversion rate. So basically for every, um, every $100 that they had, $26 went to free cash flow. So out of their $109 billion in uh, revenue, they created $28.4 billion in free cash flow in 2021. Now in 20, uh, 2022, estimated revenue around 130, I think it's 128 to 132, 131, um, but let's say 130, <clears throat> that gets us, and, and I'm estimating free cash flow to come in anywhere between 17 to 18 billion for this current year, 2022. And if that's the case, that means it's a conversion rate of 13 to 14%. So in this assumptions that I made up 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 top, essentially we're um, you know way way below the historic historic conversion rate of revenue to free cash flow, and so um, just by simply changing this up to like let's say 20%, so $20 of every $100 uh, makes it to the free cash flow, that changes our valuation significantly. All right, so just with that being said, we will change that kind of towards the middle of this, um, but I kind of want to show you how much effect it has versus some of the other inputs. So if you look at the growth rate for 2022, I have that at 9%. Other people are estimating that at maybe, you know, coming, I think the uh, analysts have them growing around 17, 16%, so we'll go with 16%. Let's say they cut off by about 2% every year after that. Um, and let's say their long-term growth rate goes just by doing that, it increases their DCF uh, valuation from 116 to 140. Let's change their long-term growth rate. Um, let's increase that to uh, 5%, and that's going to increase them to $177 a share. Now, um, I'm going to go ahead and keep the discount rate what it is. We're not going to change that. Um, and their net debt is still going to st remain the same. We're not gonna change those values. So just by simply increasing the growth rate, we can see some, you know, a pretty incredible increase in, in terms of valuation. So 
almost 50% more uh, more valuable right now based off of those assumptions based off um, rather than what I had originally anticipated. So just by having lower growth on that side, it really does change the valuation of Alibaba. So now let's look at the free cash flow and change some of those inputs and see where that gets us. All right, so next up, I want to change the free cash flow. And I went ahead and go ahead and said, okay, in 2022, I'm pretty sure we're going to get 17 to $18 billion. So I went ahead and estimated that. And we're going to be estimating 2023 to 2027. And our last one, we had 2022 to 2026. So in this coming year in 2023, if they can get a conversion rate, as we discussed below, something close back to their um, normal years, I went ahead and said 20%. So 20% of every $100, so $20 for every 100, that gets us to $28 billion. So I went ahead and went ahead and plugged that into our calculation here for 2023. Um, and then after that, I had a, a, a rate of growth by nine, I had 9%, 8%, 7%, 6%, and 5%. So with that being said, that increases our, our, and I went ahead to have a long-term growth rate at 3%, and that gets us to 178.36. Now, if we just had a long-term growth rate of four, that gets us to 198. At five, it gets us to 227. And at six, which is still, I think, higher than our last year, which probably highly doubt it, starts getting you closer to 300. So I'm gonna go ahead and lower that back down to three, and we'll go through this again. So in 2024, we're going to have $28 billion. Let's say, let's say I'm wrong about this. Okay. Let's say the growth down here is going to be closer to 16%, which is what analysts are estimating. Um, and then after that, it goes to 14, then it goes to uh, 12, then 10, then, then, you know, two, 2% 2 every year. Basically that gets us 30, uh, $30 billion. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put that in down here. We'll start at 16%, then we'll go to 14, 12, 10, and 8. And that gets us an astounding free cash flow rate over the next five years, all the way up to $45 billion in free cash flow. This is, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, that's a lot of money, okay? So um, with that alone, it gets still only gets you to 215. These are some incredible growth rates for a very large company. So I really don't think this is scenario is realistic, but where you really see a lot of where the assumption, uh, or sorry, where a lot of you get your DCF models to get you up to 300 is when you start playing around with your terminal value. So when you get a terminal value up to five, uh, higher to six, you start seeing these really really high DCF rates. So in this model specifically, a long-term growth rate of 6% would, you know, come next in line. But is that realistic? Is that something that's, you know, going to happen? I don't think so. I think I think more the more likely scenario here is is that Alibaba grows at 9%. Yeah, they have <clears throat> free cash flow, and this is again assuming that they lower some of the investments that they have. They have free cash flow of around $28 billion. And then from there on out, they grow at a slower rate, 8%, 7%, 6%, 5%, which is what I was showing you earlier. 
And so I think a, a conservative multi or conservative valuation based off of again the thing that has to happen in these models is they have to get their free cash flow back to what it was. For example, this is 178. If they go back to where they were, um, if this is uh, calculated based off of <clears throat> the previous years, basically that will drop our value to 131. So just to, so just this number changing, right? If 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 we don't get back and we continue to see those investments, it takes our model from 178. I'm uh, sorry, 178 to 131. So, you know, the upside there is significantly different if the free cash flow doesn't come back. And when it comes back is honestly also very important as well. So let me just say, okay, let me go ahead and say, okay, let's keep it the same for the first two years, 2023 and 2024. Um, and let me go back to see what it... Um, what it was, it was $32 billion. So let's say um, we're gonna continue two years and then it'll be $32 billion um, after year three. So that does, you know, it does bring it back up, but it's still off, you know, I mean, it's the further out this goes, the worse it's going to, to appear. So, I mean, I guess it's not that bad, but <clears throat> I, I you know, this was 45 $45 billion. Um, I guess it really doesn't hurt when they start, you know, when they start actually doing it. But, you know, it, it's hard to project the day, you know, the time in which the free cash flow is actually going to start showing up in the, in the, in the model. All that being said is, it's very difficult to know when uh, they're going to stop making these investments, when the free cash flow is going to start making its way back up, when we're going to start to see that expansion. Um, but if we continue to see it contracted and we start to see it uh, suppressed, again, that does lower these valuations considerably. Um, it really does. It really does lower them considerably. Um, and just the growth rate alone is not going to be something that gets the gets the stock up alone by itself. So um, those are those are a couple things that I just wanted to call out. I hope you like this type of content where you know I'm working through different scenarios. Um, maybe you like this one with Alibaba. This is a longer video, but I did want to kind of walk through some of the assumptions, some of the different things you can change, and how that changes your DCF calculation for Alibaba. I also wanted to call out the value of this long-term growth rate you know, and, and the, you know, the assumption on how much free cash flow Alibaba is going to make and when and why that's important. If you like this type of content, please consider subscribing. Thank you so much for watching. My name is Frank, Frank Finance, out.